0: probably did hate mail and we thought it was hate at the time because these guys are trying to take away our dreams
1: the football pod live thursday june 2nd in castle bar check out otbsports.com forward slash events and get your tickets now the football pod on otb sports in partnership with aib proud
0: sponsors of the gaa senior football championship check out hashtag the toughest for
1: How are y'all doing? And you're very welcome back to the Football Pod, episode 17. I'm back home. I was away last week, got the job done. It wasn't too bad, lads. I know my shot was a little off. James, you were saying my camera was showing up a bit too much of my, uh, my very my five,
2: 5 HD or something, was it? Yeah, it was
1: a bit too close for comfort, X-ray. I think. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Paddy, how are you? All good. As I yeah. said, you're looking a lot, a lot fresher coming home from New York than I did a few weeks ago. Oh, you.
1: yeah. Got the, got the 7, landed in the channel at 7am this morning. I had one little whiskey on the flight, thought it might knock me out. I didn't sleep oh, a really? wink. Oh, didn't really? sleep a wink. Yeah. Yeah. No. Did you sleep on the flight coming home?
0: I did, yeah, because I was dying. Slept for about five hours. <laughs> it was beautiful.
1: Yeah, yeah. I had one or two very rough mornings. But it was a great week. We had a great time. Uh, you can never beat that city, can you? Um, you didn't get a haircut this week, did you? I didn't,
2: but someone did. <laughs> <laughs> this camera does me no justice. Yeah, you look. Well, it is fairly tight. I said look, to your man, I said it's a tiny bit off the top, and he. Huh. you know the way they measure it out? Then they go this much, and he pointed. like honestly a tiny bit, and I got perfect. I turned around. He might as well have put a, a one all straight <laughs> to the top of my head. I said, Jesus. But did he I say
0: it to you
2: at the, the end that you got watch you think of this? And you are like, Ah, oh, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. Oh, that. beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> then he only he only took card. Then, oh no, he didn't take card. Cash only. This is on High Street in we Were in Manhattan? <laughs> <laughs> the best hairdresser <laughs> in Manhattan No he, he only took <laughs> He only took cash So I had no cash So I okay. had to run out the door have contact- I actually haven't in- come back yet
0: Do we have contactless in Clarity yet? Is
2: that come down there? <laughs> Apple Pay oh. We invented it back. But... Yeah 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 I'd say so He did you, the, you so the, the waxing of, of the nose then Show the way they wow. waxed the nose No yeah, yeah, yeah. You got that done? That's very special treatment Okay He True blood Both sides of the nostrils this fella i'm telling you i won't be going back to pain. give give me a shout out there
0: Quan. <laughs> give him a shout out on the
2: paddling
0: like. what, so, yeah, yeah.
1: what a tasty <laughs> cool. start to the football pod. um Patty, you you had a you had a fairly decent weekend there you had a busy weekend um you attended uh one of the best sporting events in dublin at the weekend a semi final with you know a team at the top of their game <laughs> You know, hammering another team,
0: Leinster 40 to lose 17. Pretty good affair, pretty, pretty interesting. Wow, it was it a great day out? Sun was shining, it was 18, 19 degrees, it was about 40 odd thousand in the Aviva. And yeah, so a couple of buzz around town. Um, and we were well hydrated, which was the main thing. <laughs> and uh, Leinster were class, yes yeah, So did that on Saturday and uh, went up with a couple of lads, watched the cup final after that, and then into Croker on Sunday for- speaking of
1: speaking of haircuts. Mm-hmm. You weren't yep. tempted to go down the Paul Mannion route, were you?
0: God, no. He needs to get back playing football. He's lost the road. Do you see
1: this, James? What did he do? No. Fully fully bleached blonde, isn't it? Oh.
0: That's his Who is he, like, he did that, that before,
2: before, did he know? He's always been blandy. God, he's oh. got
0: Eminem M&M here. Like, not this, yeah, yeah. He got <laughs> excited. He was on a couple of holidays the last couple of weeks. I mean, Jay's heading up.
1: Martian
0: Not I'm too old for that crack And was the
1: uh, rugby Was the rugby proper was it, was it a properly Interesting Exciting Event to be at uh,
0: No it was It was really good It was actually a good atmosphere Obviously because Leinster were Hammering them Which was uh, Which is good there, wasn't, there was a couple of Toulouse people around like, But uh, De was a good part of the town Obviously If, if the sun is shining uh, On a Saturday um, And Leinster were class To be fair to them um, What's the attendance uh, In the Viva? I think 50 isn't it? Is mm-hmm. it around 50? There was not vote. The top tier on the far side was was empty, but everywhere else was pretty packed. Um, and you know, it's just like rugby. And I've seen people giving out about this going rugby games. I think Jerry Thornley did an article in the Irish Times when the Six Nations was on. On the boozing. Yeah. Like everyone there is there to have the cracking. Like there are there many diehard rugby fans. It's hard to know. Uh, prawn
2: Cocktail Brigade. There's a lot of prawn cocktail. It, it's not as bad as
1: the baseball though, is it?
0: Well, the baseball just goes on for about three days. Yeah, but
1: you're just in the baseball. You to have drink, to be right? on the beer for that. Like. Yeah,
0: but uh, but no, there, there's always go cracking the rugby games. To be fair, um, and around town, and the weather was good, so that was good on Saturday, uh, and then Sunday uh, in Croker, and it was everything we thought it would be in Croker. Um, so thirty-eight thousand was the official attendance across the four games. There, there was there wasn't one stage where there was thirty-eight thousand people there. I think a lot of Kildare and Westmead fans. Got out the gap fairly sharpish after after their game. Uh, the Me game was diabolical, uh, as we kind of expected as well. So could they have moved it outside of Croker? 100%. I think they missed the trick. And just look at them, the Munster Hurling Championship again. Yeah, look at Ennis. Park, look, look, look at class. Okay, it's a smaller crowd. Walsh Park, the same for, for Cork and Waterford. They, they just look brilliant on TV. There's a buzz around the stadiums. And Crow Park just had none of that. As look, we knew we knew that would be the case. It was dead, 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 dead. So, but nowhere near I, as good as the rugby, and nowhere near as good as the hurling. But you sure, look, we know that.
1: I, I was streaming the game on GA Go in my cousin's apartment in Manhattan, and his fiance, who's American, was looking at him. she's been to a couple of GA games before, and she was like, "What is the sport?" And I was like, <laughs> um, "Do you know what? I'm just going to switch it off and put it on my phone. I had it on their big TV, and I took it. I couldn't I couldn't show it to anyone. Couldn't show it challenge. like." It was just pathetic. It was just it, it wasn't it wasn't championship like. And no. I know there's probably it's not just the Crow Park factor there. It's uh there's a little bit of um the 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 gulf between the, the teams on the day, and that's happened a good few times in Dublin Mead in the last decade. But like as James said, compare it to the ferocity of Cusick Park, which is on at pretty much the same time, and it is just awesome. Claire going up against Limerick. It's just
0: but look, if they played that game on um, Saturday night in Portleigh, Dublin-Amede as a standalone game and put Kildare-Westmead and Tullamore and you might get 18,000, 17,000, 18,000 that, it's just a better atmosphere. Would the, would the result have changed? Look, no, I, I think that was pretty clear. Hmm. Like the Westmead-Kildare game was... Although Kildare only won by three points. They actually cruised yeah. through that game as well. Like, Westmead could have got three or four points towards the end. Sam McCartan and John Hesling could have kicked a couple of scores to bring it back to potentially, you know, a reasonable enough scoreline. But that was a pretty damp game as well. Like, Kildare was just far better. So, both the games were were, were poor enough, but then the atmosphere and everything around them was... Uh, look, everyone that was there, it was... But,
1: nuts. like, do, do you think... Do you get the sense that the Lancer Council...
0: I'm not asking you to put
1: yourself in their heads, like, but like,
2: will they learn?
0: It doesn't make sense. It's totally rash. I, I cannot see one reason why they would have played that croak.
2: I suppose they just want as many games as possible in Crow Park because I mean, it's such an unbelievable ground. But it is—it's wasted. It's a complete waste of time. Like there was only fourteen thousand up in Armagh for the for the Man and Derry game. Yeah, like fourteen thousand, and the noise up there was. Yeah, look fast. Unbelievable. 14, 000, you So know, it doesn't need a massive crowd to make a massive atmosphere. But can you imagine being a
1: kid though in the middle of that crowd? You'd be looking around, what is this? I want to come back to a GA game every single week yeah. if you're at a game like that. But if you're in a crowd where there's and again, again the neither game were ferociously competitive compared to Claire Limerick or Derry Monahan in in the hurdle and the football. But like just being in an empty stadium. Soulless, you hear the seagulls more than you hear anything <laughs> Soulless
2: is the word, yeah. Soul-less. I must actually,
0: do you know, lads, my uh, my nephew was gone for the first time yesterday. My brother Stephen, his young lad, really, uh, Jack was gone. So he's doubling kid on his first trip at the Croker. And I must actually find out what they thought of it, yeah. Uh, do. Look, I, I'm sure if you're a kid going in, the, the stadium is impressive, The pitch and everything like that,
1: but uh, and the dub is winning, he'll be he'll be happy that the dubs, yeah.
0: Won. Well, maybe, yeah, but as a spectacle, look, it's uh. It was a great, and we knew it wouldn't be. But look, uh, we're on mm. to the provincial finals. Uh, it's really taking shape now, and I would expect three of the provincial finals to be very good games. I think a Munster, I think Limerick have done brilliantly well to to get through beat Clare and beat Tip, mm. but look, I think Kerry, uh, Kerry will bring an end to that, I would feel, but I think the other three will be a lot closer and a lot better games.
1: Yeah, 100%. James, we're going to come back to a little bit about Limerick later on a very impressive win against Tipperary two ten to ten points what Billy Lee has done there has been really really impressive we're going to get in depth on Derry Monahan in about five minutes time that was a brilliant win again we have a couple of questions in Paddy people asking to give a bit more insight into Rory Gallagher and what he's like just like the way he celebrated Garrett
2: McKinley's first he goal he
0: enjoyed that goal didn't
2: he Like, oh. I thought he was going to do Jose Mourinho down the sideline for there's fourth a bit of celebration there's a bit of Paddy that going on them. yeah <laughs> There's the wee oh, bit of it. I yeah. love that showing the passion. It just fed the crowd and it fed the players. Yeah. He's like he's a bit like Kante for Spurs, you know, the way he kind of he's on the sideline and he absolutely drives the players on. Like there's nobody going through the motions on his team because he's on him. It does make a difference, I think. Have you ever had a manager like that or a coach like that? Not even really. A club, even a club level. Um not to that extent. Like he is different level. Um yeah. but you still have to have a lot behind you. You can't just be any old lunatic roaring. Do you know he obviously has a he obviously has a lot of skill in his coaching and respect to the players as well. But it does, I think, it just it ramps up the intensity for the boys nicely. Mm. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I wonder
1: what county he'll go to after he wins his Ulster title with Derry. I
2: reckon My... Cork could come in with the big bucks. Oh what!
1: I can't I so right far away. Like, how far is, is is Rory living? He's not back around Blanch anymore. Could he go to Mead? No, no, no. He's
0: not. Uh, he's not living up here. He's. Uh, I thought he was in Killy Beggs. I I'd think. say he'd go
1: to a county he's never been to before. So there's about 15 counties there that. <laughs>
0: well, he, look, he, he could hang on with Terry because, like, I think ah, that team is that team is only going to get better. Yeah. Right? I feel like like the the goal surely is okay. It holds their championship, and they're one game away from it now. And let's they they could have a serious dent in the, the All Ireland as well. Like,
1: like mm. nobody
0: is gonna to want to play them. They're looking. They, they need to get into Division One as well. I think that's a, a big goal for them to to kind of establish them. Like our mm. have done that. Our man haven't really had an impact on them the championship, but they've consolidated like themselves as the Division One team. I think we're already looking to do that with Derry uh, next season. But look, he's he is one of the best coaches in the game, and you can see it. i had the privilege of playing with him and working with him, and I've seen firsthand. It's not surprising that the players absolutely you just the players love him. Players love him. He's a players' coach. He'll be ruthless enough. He'll, he'll give it to you between the eyes if, if you need it. But uh, but he's so passionate about it. And you're right, James. Like if you are a player there, like, like that's giving you energy. Like you know He's <laughs> nearly I mean? really like, like Davy sure. fits the hurl and Herland has a similar type of mentality. I I, I wouldn't be a massive Davy Fitz fan. I think he's probably gone overboard and. and lucky there's a bit of maybe kind of play into the crowd with him whereas Rory's just the team and his players you can see it in him
1: I'd say you, you have to have full buy-in though Paddy I'm sure there has oh, been yeah, plenty yeah. of panels where field, yeah. where with Gallagher where yeah I don't know I don't know what that balance is between man management because I'm sure there's been times where it just hasn't worked when a fella is that intense there's going to be clashes
0: yeah but but he's a what he's he say fella as well like, like there's people who can be full on and they can be a bit of a dose, like and <laughs> the noises when you come across lads and like they're grand, but Rory has that, but he's also a sound fella as well. If you okay. Chat you and have a bit of crack as well, like uh, which is you, that that connection with players, like so.
1: You were fourteen when he was coaching, so he was going to have an influence <laughs> yeah. on you, that was going to be a big influence back then.
0: Yeah, he was. He was. Uh, I played with him as well for a couple of years. I was just coming out to the senior team with Bridget's and then he he was finishing up. Uh, he was brilliant for our club, obviously. He was, uh, a very good period for us. Um, but I'd always would have got on very well with him. Um, and yeah, I, I couldn't speak highly enough of him and what he's doing yeah. with there. I'm not surprised. Um, I think it's a brilliant story that the are looking for. Like we, we we said at the start of the year, give us a team to come out an hour, Give us a team that's got kind of a challenge the Mayo and Dublin that carries. We've had a decade of kind of the same teams being in or around it. And um, and you see McGalway and their performance. Can they kick on and win the Connacht Championship? But Derry definitely in Ulster as well. So um, we've got we're at the business end of it. Now. Yeah. And I would say probably Derry have been the standout. Definitely their performances. We, we could they back it up? Their win against throw and they did it against Monaghan. Um, it was a brilliant game. And their Ulster final against Donegal, though that is. Another tough one to call, but I didn't think we got all our predictions right last week, did we? Mm, I know we didn't
1: all no. get them all right. Paddy, you were very close, I think, or you may have got them all oh, right.
0: Oh, go on. No, I uh, Well,
1: it. I think I'll come back to them a little later when we're doing the predictions. Let me see. I've got them written down here somewhere. Barry, um,
0: Dublin, Kildare, Limerick.
1: Paddy Andrews, you forgot that we cursed the Kildare 20s. Oh, mm-hmm. we all went kill there kill there
2: kill there and I felt
0: bad that was over my head It was back in Brian Flanagan
2: uh, yeah alas yeah and I I, I had, had that's an impossible game to call though isn't it yeah like the goal Hooray. first play a savage goal the two by goals
1: unbelievable
2: yeah, yeah. in fairness he's been sensational but just about you say Davy Fitz like Gallagher he'd be good on Irish for his families as well
0: Rory, yeah. and
2: Jimmy.
1: <laughs> I, I hadn't overly noticed his voice until last year when you pointed it out with the Derrick Johnny goal game and I haven't been able to unhear Rory Gallagher's voice in um, every game of football.
0: Of course, after a game. But, but
1: but I haven't been able to I just hear him the whole game. You just hear him all yeah, yeah. game long. And I, I don't know what I can pick He's out of managers. He
0: was like that when you were playing with your play, but it was really that was painful enough now. It's not yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. uh he goes for the full seventy-five minutes.
1: Yeah. yeah. So the other results this weekend, Kildare one twenty one, Westmead two fifteen. I think that's one one was it two twenty two or one twenty two and one twenty one, Kildare have kicked two fifteen is a is a lot to concede, yeah, but I think is. Dublin had one seventeen on Mead in that first half. You know, uh, it was just the scoring this weekend, especially in that Dublin medium one twenty seven to one fourteen. It was a whooping, and um, we'll, we'll come back to that. Unfortunately, I might try and um put an end to any talk of Mead after that for a year, maybe. um What else do we have? We and then we had the throne twenties, brilliant shot in the arm for the county, one twenty to one fourteen. It was a Two super teams who've done really well coming through. I think we were all very impressed by that Kildare team that, um, that got by Dublin. Some of those players were exceptional. Bagnall and and um, was it Ryan or was it Farrell at Wing forward that was man of the match in the semi-final? It was, it was yeah. sensational. But Rory Canavan, did you see the clip, Paddy? I know James, saw. did you see the clip of Canavan soloing with his head up?
0: No, I seen the goal. I didn't see that.
2: James, like tell, tell Paddy how impressive that was. He's running. He has a bit of time. And he wants to deliver a ball to the inside line. So he's running definitely 80%. He doesn't take his eyes off the recipient to the pass he's about to kick. And he's soloing it at full stride with his eyes nowhere near the ball, nowhere near looking down. It's just savage skill. It's a dream for an inside forward. Do you know when you lock eyes with a fella outside and you know the pass no is coming? Problem. But you can't lock eyes with a fella if his head is down, soloing and hopping and he has no control over the ball. Like, this fella has control over the ball without even thinking about anything. He's just so Let's, in control. Like, have a look at it there, Patty. It just there.
1: James, have you ever seen someone do that before? Like, the, the Gooch solo with his head up like that? Because, like,
2: you think a Gooch, Gooch. The Gooch did, but the, like, the Gooch wouldn't be that far back the field, probably, to be yeah. soloing and the think, ball up the field. I he's mean, not going at that pace. Yeah, like, of is traveling at pace there, yeah. Yeah. I, I
1: would have thought Declan Sullivan maybe would have had his head up when he moved, or maybe he didn't. Maybe he just
2: glided like that. He
1: did. He did.
2: No, he did. But it was just. I've never it was seen so that obvious, obvious because he he was almost opening his eyes to tell the inside forward to move. It was like, go, go again, run again, run again. do you know, do you know, like you have that relationship yes. with the fella outside and inside, and it's just eye contact. That's all you need is that eye contact, and he's searching for that. It's just clever play, and so skillful. Do
0: you think they'll? Uh, will they draft him in to the seniors? I'm sure, he can. Yeah, he's still very young, though. Or you're not allowed, are you not?
1: No, no, they can. Yeah, it's over now, so you yeah, can go in and play. Yeah, yeah. But he's still, he's still so young. Like. Well, well you, that no. <laughs> Would he be sticking McLean on the edge of
2: the square? Jesus. <laughs> that's yeah. probably more likely. Yeah, yeah. but it's yeah. hard. It's it's very unfair for he had such a great championship. He, there is going to be expectation. on him not straight away. Like he's become, he's become a bit of a superstar overnight. You know, since this championship started, so there is going to be a bit of pressure on him. Yeah. They'll have to mind him a bit but yeah, yeah. He, looks, he looks like a super a talent.
0: Standout player in that championship,
2: yeah. 100%. But that, the... that age is young. Like, that's not under 21 either. Like, when fellas came out of under 21, you could say, right, he might go straight in. And even then, they probably wouldn't. But under 20 is another year, and a year at that age is a lot. I also think yeah. that at under 21 level,
1: there was much more of a mixture between players that were on the senior county panel and on the under 21 panel. It seems yeah. to be a bit more of a disconnect now. Do you know, and I, I know there's probably S and C programs are probably joined up and stuff, but there seems to be a wee bit more of a dis- disconnect. Like, so what we what we're left with now is provincial finals on the weekend of the twenty eighth and 29th. The Leinster final is five o'clock on the Saturday, Dublin Killeare. The Munster final is three o'clock on the Saturday, Kerry Limerick. I think the Champions League final is later that night. There's a couple of other big games on that night as well. The Sunday, busy day, busy day. and the Sunday we've got Roscommon Galway in the Connacht final. Donegal Derry in the Ulster final. So we're going to get into that in a couple of minutes. We've got eight counties confirmed in the qualifier draw, which is going to take place next Monday morning. That is Tyrone, Armagh, Mayo, Clare, Loud, Cork, Mead, Limerick. Sorry, Tipperary. No, it's not Limerick. No. I'm missing the county there. Oi, oi, oi. Oh, it's not Limerick. How many whiskies in the plane? One, okay. two, three, four, five, older. six, seven, eight. Sorry, <laughs> Monaghan. Limerick aren't in there. Monaghan. Monaghan, Monaghan the 18. Um, so it's Tyrone, Armagh, Mayo, Loud Cork, Loudcork, Mead, Monaghan. And then there's obviously 17 counties in the Talchon Cup, which the draw was made today, boys. And what we've got is they've split the Talchon Cup. So we've got a Northern section and we've got a Southern section. In the Northern section, you've got the likes of Longford, who have... Obviously, obviously competed in Leinster. Uh, You've got Leitrim and Connacht. Uh, I don't know whether they drew a line across the middle of of Ireland and then kind of came down to London because London are in the the northern section. New York, who've always played in Connacht, are actually in the southern section, but they don't enter until the quarterfinal stage. Two games played before New York get in. Um, There's a preliminary round in the southern section. So Wicklow are playing Waterford and Wexford are playing Offaly, even though Wexford have already beaten Offaly. And Wicklow got further than Leash, but Leash immediately get in a further stage ahead in the Tatten Cup than Wicklow do. So I know a lot of Wicklow fans are annoyed by that. So Remember
0: they said that like, they were going to promote this, and it was going to be for the players, and this was going to be a brilliant competition. Like, do you think they've got off to a good start here?
2: <laughs> Shaky start, to be fair. Um, well, give me I the, think I think one, that the northern...
0: logical reason why they've done the northern sort of thing why why are so you, the why? people
2: will travel to the games because if if you said right you're playing a team from the bottom of the country against a team from top of the country no one will go and they need people to go to these games to build up the atmosphere
1: but James, I don't know if that's true. I'm looking at the Wexford Offaly game there, and I can imagine someone in Wexford off-league. Imagine being in that camp, and you've already beaten that team, and you played against them. The you played against them in the this league year already. Man. Do you know what I mean? And you're <laughs> probably playing challenge matches. How are you supposed to get excited for that? I like. I'm looking at a couple of the interesting games here in the Northern Section Round One, which is going to be the twenty and 29th. Um, like Cavan against Down, like they've played each other plenty of times. I don't know if there's going to be any interest there. But Langford for Manor is actually kind of interesting, but like they played each other in the league. The one interesting game is Leitrim so yeah. Antrim. So yeah. Antrim, who were flying in Division Three, have to travel to Carrick. So Leitrim have that game at home. You can imagine that on a on a sunny day in Carrick and Shannon, that could actually be a, a box office game. But like, imagine Leitrim got London, who they've already played twice this year, yeah. and like Sligo got London, and then
2: they have Ligo, them, they played them already.
1: Like no, Sligo played New York, and they're playing London. Like so oh yeah, sorry, it's now. you know it's just look at. I tell you what, Larry McCarthy was speaking about it this morning, and I' trying to remember who I'm stealing this from somebody on Twitter. But Larry McCarthy says that he hopes that it takes off like a meteorite, and somebody said, "Larry, meteorites, <laughs> meteorites crash and burn." Crash and burn. So, I actually heard that interview. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I don't know. Hopefully, it uh, it is it is it turns into an exciting competition because we are going to get the semi-finals live on TV. We're going to get the final live on TV. They're going to be playing in Crow Park. Hopefully, there's a bit more of a uh, an oomph about it than the Tommy Murphy Cup. I have heard rare things about the Tommy Murphy Cup being good, or even Rory Gallagher talking about the importance of winning the All Ireland B with Fermanagh back in '98, '99. There's no reason why grades can't work in Gaelic football.
2: It just But has the to carrot, be done. Tommy, the carrot of Crow Park, is the thing for the players. Like so you, la- I saw fa- Crow Park. In fact, yeah, that is true. <laughs> that is true. But like Crow Park around all, all Ireland final day to be there. Like it's an incredible opportunity, so I think I think it'll it'll take off once it gets once it gets a bit of a start. But as Patty said, they are making it difficult. They're making it very difficult. They're not, it they're, not doing, they're not doing they're not doing justice just yet. Mm. But
1: I suppose they're stuttering at the moment. But but seemingly the round robin yet. will actually come in next year, so it'll be a round robin and there will be no northern and southern. It'll what actually do they be do it this year. I, can, I can't answer you that, Patty. I don't know next year don't know yeah. we'll do,
0: Kick do it, it down the road we have a
1: habit of kicking things can the yeah. Yeah. down the road yeah. can yeah. down the road down nice. the, the
0: uh, uh, Stuff nice, no. we'll cover it
1: the cup looks nice do you see it?
0: oh the cup looks lovely it's not a bad cup it? no, not yeah. Yeah. better worse,
1: too Doniger Boyle had a good tweet that <laughs> he said there's some drinking in that cup so I think it's banned isn't that it wasn't a rude brought in that it's banned but, um, but yeah no. we'll we'll yeah. get through that um, what's Ben filling a cup? yeah did you, did you ever no. fill the
0: Sam McGuire patty? did we what? Uh, <laughs> we're not meant to know I have no idea edit that out it'll be Jaegers to Strauss uh, there was a few things in it now it? Yeah. right so you're
1: listening to episode 17 <laughs> of the football pod with Paddy Anders and James O'Donoghue it is brought to you by AIB proud sponsors of the Senior Football Championship check out hashtag the toughest for more we have got a busy show coming up we are going to get stuck into Derry Monaghan and what they've done we're going to be talking about Paddy's day out in Crow Park he loves his day in Croker with Dublin, Mead and Kildare. We'll have a look at the uh, Leinster final. We'll briefly touch on the Ulster final. We're going to be talking about Limerick and what Billy Lee has shown, what can be done with a county and where he can bring a county to over the last couple of years. I think we'll, we'll have a look at the conditioning and the camaraderie in that squad. They've had another brilliant win. We're going to have a look at the preview and predictions for next week. There's a couple of games in the and Cup. A lot of questions in from our listeners on the football pod on our Instagram page. And then we're going to have a look at our fantasy scores this week. Kieran Kilkenny came up trumps for me in my team. So we're going to be back play. right after these talking football. All right. You're very welcome back to episode 17 of the football pod with Paddy Anders and James O'Donoghue. What did we like about Derry, James?
2: What do we like about Derry. <laughs> There's not much to not like about Derry at the moment. They've got a bit of momentum behind them. There's kind of a a wave of optimism around the country about Derry. And it's actually great to see because everyone is kind of going, Derry are coming, Derry are coming. And then twice they've backed it up with great performances. And what I suppose what I liked about them, and I said a couple of weeks ago that a lot would depend with Derry is if they could get the goals because they are very strong defensively. Now, Monaghan did pick a lot of gaps in them, but they are strong defensively. That if they can sneak a goal or two, it'll be very hard for someone to kick that extra six points to cover the two goal spread for them. So the fact that they went for the jugular a couple of times, that's what impressed me mo- most about them because goals in Ulster championship games are massive. And you can tell Gallagher's influence, the way he coached, he's coached a Dublin trick that they probably brought in, which is the backdoor cut. Petty, that he used to do it so often <laughs> get Khan in or get Kikenny in around behind. Just you'd show out in front and you duck in behind, and the, the hand pass would go over the defender's head and you'd be in on goal. And McGuigan got in, Heron got in. Even the kick from Oran Lynch for the for Heron's first goal that was was over the top. Like it was really it wasn't a backdoor cup, but it was over the top. It was over the defender. They were in on goal. Like that kind of they have something different that they go for the jugular, and that I think that'll stand them a good stead. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like,
1: are you still worried about their scoring rate? Like, are they going to get those opportunities against Donegal, Gall Paddy?
0: Um, it's hard to know. Like, that's uh, I agree with James. How they're set up, their key performers are in like the they're in brilliant form. It's, it's hard to get that they get their key players just playing in the middle of the championship at just their peak of their powers. Garrett McInnes was sensational again. Chrissie and Brandon Rogers at the back, sensational again. Hmm. We yeah. talked about McCarran and McManus. I think the two points from play between them, like the Derry defensive system and their leaders are standing up and kicking scores. Benny Herring with his two goals as well. They're not shooting the lights out, but the chances they're creating, they are being efficient. Fair they're really way. hard to play against. No team. And Dunningall are going to see that no team is going to like playing Derry. They make it hard for you. They do not do anything stupid. They run. There's the energy they bring to games. Like the, the big question mark was it's such a standout performance against Tyrone. It's very difficult to reach that level again the next day out, and they did. Hmm. Like Monaghan were going into s- probably slight favourites. Derry there, there was pressure on Derry now in this game. No one really. There wasn't much pressure on them against Tyrone. They were going to Healy Park playing the All Ireland champions. And they've backed up that performance. And you're, James is right. The buzz around that county, the buzz around you see on Twitter, is just across the country, they're the new show in town. And mm-hmm. everyone wants to see that. We, we've had a decade of Dublin and Kerry and Mayo. And it's like, we, we need someone new to break into that bracket. And Derry are just, they've been the team. They've been the standout team in the championship today. Um They'll go into the Ulster final. I'd still... I, I think Donegal are probably still going to be favourites for that. Oh, they, they will. Would think. They will, I would yeah. think so. But, again, Derry will have a plan. Rory Gallagher as a coach, he's just... His credit is going up every time they play and their key performers are are, are playing well. So, that, that's... I think defensively, they have the game. That's got to cause trouble for McBrearty and Langan and these guys. Can they get the scores? James is right. If they can nick another couple of goals against Donegal, and there will be opportunities there, they can win that Ulster final. They will not fear Donegal whatsoever.
1: They had struggled for goals up for this up to this point, like and it, like. I'm right in saying Gallagher's Donegal struggled for goals as well. Like I know all didn't go the way it should have gone when he was over Donegal. There was nearly a hangover from the McGinnis era. There was a couple of issues. I think he had brought. He was unlucky. He brought through players, very young players that um ended up backboning the, the team over the next couple of years as well.
0: That was yeah. a hard gig at that time. Like that, that team was going to come to the end of its cycle. Mm. With, with said, there was always going to be a drop-off. So, so like, that was a tough gig to go in and do that. Um, whereas Derry's, like I said, this is a, a new team with Derry. They're all, the energy the players have, you can see it in their game. They are so hungry for success. Whereas he took over a Duny team that had had success. Mm-hmm. We were losing some Neil Gallagher and these guys, Carl Lacey, were coming to the end. It was, that was the other end of the journey. So it was a tough gig whereas with Derry, there's, they're just a fresh team. You could see it in their play. You could see it in the celebrations. I was worried for times going could have a stroke and the sideline. Yeah. But, um, but that's, that, that's the buzz they're creating and, and it, it's across the board. Everyone is looking forward to, to watching Derry play and, and that Ulster final. It's so
2: true. Is gonna but even, be, um, even going from a coach to a manager gig is hard with the same team. It's like, cause they've seen you as a coach and they can probably treat you a certain way. And now you're the manager and your relationship has completely changed. Yeah. And I said, that was kind of an older team. I'd say that was difficult for them to kind of get that balance right. I'd imagine. But yeah. the goals thing is definitely something they've worked on because the way they went for it, like McKinless is not a goal scorer. No. Like, he is an out and out hardy, hard-hitting defender. For him to go for that goal was awesome. goal as well. A fantastic goal. You think but that's in the plan, James? You think that's we're going that for this? he's definitely said, yeah, when we get the chance, that's, we need, we need a goal or two here. So go for it. Don't be afraid. And you need that backing from the manager as well sometimes because if they're saying, look, chip the points, we'll see down the stretch how we're going. Do you know? that? Points. Yeah, fist the points. <laughs> that's not going to give you any confidence to go for it. But he's given them the trust to do it. But for McInnes's goal, what was interesting, I thought, was that Monaghan had two sweepers back, right? And the two of them were on the 21. But it's too late for a sweeper to come into play by the time the attack has hit the 21. It's not like they were kicking in ball and coming off the shoulder. So McInnes had built up his speed. I think Darren Hughes came out to him. All that McInnes had to do was throw the hips and he was in straight on the goalie. Whereas if Hughes... And the second sweeper, I think, I'm not sure it was a Kearns. If they had been top of the D and hit him there, worst case scenario, they probably chipped the point. Yeah, It was just interesting that I think Manning got caught there. It got a it opened up. A two they two should two know that. That's surprising two, for Too far back. That is interesting. Like,
0: if, you're, if a team was rolling the ball, you don't need to be that deep. That, no. that's a, and, and there you are rolling the ball. So that's an obvious way to set up defensively. Mean, it's not like they've Clifford inside and you know you're, they're going to kick 40 or 50-yard kick passes in then you're sitting really deep. You're sitting basically five yards in front of the full back line. So that was just poor structurally for Monaghan, which is surprising because they're so experienced. Particularly Darren Hughes has played that role so many times in Banty. He's been around the block. So there was a couple of things that they'd be disappointed with, no doubt. And that was just an obvious one. But look, no. Dun- that's not the only reason. Derry, Derry were just a better team across Dun- the board.
1: Right? Donegal, are slight favourites. The handicap is one point. Yes, the handicap in the Galway vs. game is two points. Galway are side like favourites. Common are two to one. Um, the handicap in the
0: what's the Leinster the, final the there?
1: Go Handicap in the Kerry Limerick game is sixteen points. Kerry are one to hundred on. Dublin are one to seven on. All right, six point spread is what it what it is already. You can completely understand why Derry Donegal is a one-point game because when you think back to that game that went down to the wire last year and James you're mentioning the importance of goals here Derry had two massive chances in the first five minutes that day I think they hit the underside of the crossbar in the second half couldn't get a goal Mm -hmm. Paddy McBurkey comes up with a buzzer beater last kick of the match to win it Paddy we would have spoken about that game a lot last year we probably would have spoken about Derry a lot even and we probably were excited about Derry last year too you know and and that they were coming so was that where you'd have this game would you have Derry Derry, as a one-point game
2: I they're so hard they're so hard to call. You could only have it as that because you genuinely couldn't pick a winner. So Did you, you pick, could have you could have a great argument for both sides. But the thing about Derry is the best line of, their, of the field for them is arguably their full back line, like Rodgers, McKay. like they oh, are yeah. unbelievable operators. Up against Murphy, McBerty, maybe Jamie Burnham. Brennan. We'll see that's going to be such a key battle to see yeah. who wins that. We thought last week that Monaghan would create enough chances for McCarran to kick enough points and McManus kicking enough points didn't happen. Will Donegal be able to do it? Who, like genuinely, how can you call that? It's so difficult to know. Yeah, like you've, you've had you've had Ryan Donegal
1: the whole way along. Could you, can you spot weaknesses in that Derry setup from, like the one thing I would say is that Derry have Knocked out the All-Ireland Champions. They have now taken down Monaghan, who serious contenders every year for Ulster. Paddy, we know that Rory Gallagher has had his eye on Ulster. Like, they've been eyeing up this Ulster title. He said it on the football pod last November. James, had they shown their hand? Is there a danger
2: of that when you've got to go all think, out? I don't think there's a danger of showing your hand necessarily in Championship because you can always step it up a level from game to game. I mean, it's not like they've they've hit their ceiling. There's still so many areas to improve on. Like if they go and analyse that that performance on DVD, mm. manheim scored seventeen points. Yeah. Like that's good kicking. They also missed seven or eight gimmies. Like they must be looking at that DVD, going, "How do we lose that game, Manhin? Even as good as Derry were, manheim could have taken it. So Derry need to." Tighten up at the back, not let as many shots go off. Because if you look at Donegal, they have a very sh- a, a half-forward line who like to pull the trigger. Yeah. So if they if they leave Donegal have 22, 23 shots, mm. it's gonna be it's gonna be more scores than what Monham put up. Paddy, um
1: Shem Quiggan kicked seven points at the weekend in Derry's win against Tyrone. And I know that the sending off skews a little bit, they got points from their half-back line. Nile Lachlan kicked seven that day. 12 points is going to be an issue.
0: Yeah, and that's the challenge. That's You feel they have the defensive system set. Can that improve? Yes, of course it can, but that's been one of their strong points. Their energy, their running game. They're so clear in their tactics. They're so, so yeah. clear in what every one of their jobs is. And that brings just the confidence and the clarity to their play they'll be relying on McGuigan to have a big day in that Ulster final. There's no two ways about it. If you're looking, like Donegal, I'd say their strong point is they've got a brilliant goalkeeper in Patton and they've got excellent shooters. Defensively, they're not as strong as, as they were under Jim McGuinness when they were in a nightmare to play against up front. So I think there's opportunities for... There'll be spaces there and it's up to McGuigan and these guys to try and... They'll lead a couple of goals because they're like 12 mm. points it's not going to be enough to win that game. Um, and, and, and we, we touched... Donegal, you still feel and We t- said this last week when, when they bet Kevin. The potential for Donegal is massive. And we're waiting on this day when Langdon shoots the lights out. Mm-hmm. Brennan, McBreathey's in the game from the get-go. Murphy's back to his best. Roy McHugh was breaking the lines and at his his best. If Donegal get all of those things in sync which they haven't really ever done. We haven't seen all of those guys perform together. If yeah. they do that, Derry are right up against us. You have to make Donegal favourites. But I, that's the big question for Donegal, that consistency, getting those key performers to play at their peak. If they don't, then it's a massive opportunity for Derry.
1: Yeah, 100%. It's, I a, had it's,
0: mentioned- it's a tight one to call. it. I think it's going to be a brilliant game. It's going to be fascinating to see. Rory Gallagher knows Donegal inside out. Declan Bonner's been there for a number of years. They, they haven't gone over the line. They haven't won big championship games. It's a massive game for Donegal as well. And also, lads, whoever wins this one, like, there's serious eyes on an All-Ireland then. If you come out and win this Ulster championship and the momentum that gives you. So, it'll be a fascinating game. I think it's going to be the pick of the provincial finals along with probably the Connacht final. But, um, it's going to be a tight one to call.
2: Well, and a... about that, Paddy. Sorry, Tommy. You're right about that, about the All-Ireland because... If you win Ulster, you're going to be playing the winner of a qualifier or a provincial loser in a quarterfinal. And then you're into the winners of Connacht in Connacht. the semi, Connacht. which Connacht. You'd, you'd fancy your chances as a yeah, Donegal yeah. or a Derry. So yeah. you could be in a final very, not easily, but before you know it, you could be in a final. So it is yeah. a massive game.
0: It opens up for the winners of this.
2: It'd be interesting to see what they do with McGuigan because McGuigan played the last day. Not quite full forward, but not out the field either. He kind of played like of in league. between 14 and 11. Yeah. McCall will probably pick him up, will he? McCall got Steve an awful McManifold. toasting last week against uh, Paddy Lynch. But Lynch but stayed inside. He very
0: good up to
2: that. Like. He
1: was. Yeah. He was very good in O'Neill. He took Green O'Neill in the league. Um, had a couple would pick big, up he had a couple of big performances. Yeah. It'll be an interesting battle because I think actually the way McGuigan played the last day, James. Is there a bit of freedom about that position when you're there top of the D? I know Monaghan would have had a lot of players back. There is. There is. Would you have rather been close to the square or
2: or, or not kind of? It depends on the game. I the mean triangle? As we said, with the Monaghan two sweepers in so deep on Lachlan and Heron, mm. McGuigan kind of thought, I'm gonna pop out here. He probably does have that leadership role, that freedom role. Like Murphy over does. Spaces. That's where we're going. Yeah, like Reno Neal does. He said, I'm gonna get out of here. I'm gonna pick up a few balls. And he didn't he didn't dominate the ball in possessions. He got he got two lovely scores from play. He didn't, yeah. have, he didn't create loads, neither did Heron, neither did Lachlan. They didn't touch the ball that much. But what they were were clinical. When they had the chances, they took them and they went for the jugular. Because you don't want the last thing you want is some corner forward touching the ball 25 times, getting turned over three times, kicking three wides, doing nothing. Do you know? These fellas are touching the ball very little and getting maximum from it. Who taught you that?
1: What? The last thing you want is a corner forward getting 25 touches.
0: There's a few lads like that in every team, I'd say.
2: (laughs) But you know, like a corner forward picking up a couple of handy balls to stay in the game Mm. doesn't really do anyone any favours. Whereas the ones who are mentally tough and strong to stay in there not be involved in the game too often and have the confidence and the ability to pull the trigger and score they're yeah. invaluable it's so true very true uh, Monaghan going to have any
1: more of a say on the qualifiers if they get a yeah. get a good run can they can they cause damage in that you think so yeah
0: yeah they can um, they're not they're not gonna, they're not all Ireland contenders but they could take they could take someone else
1: they get to a semi-final yeah
0: yeah, yeah. They, nobody will want to play them They'll oh, I know. Play true. They'll be frustrated losing that game yesterday. They would have had their eyes on the Ulster championship, um, but they will be dangerous in the qualifiers, hundred percent.
2: Okay. You know what's disappointing about Man lads, is their conversion rate has been an issue for a long time. Do you know, like you can be brilliant at so many aspects of the game: kickouts, breaks, runners, tracking. You know, swarm tackling creating chances but if, at the end of the day if you're only kicking 50-55% conversion you're not going to win any game games. because if you look at what Dublin are doing they were on 94% after 17 or 18 shots the last day it like was, it's only getting it's only getting closer to 100 not closer to 0 one wide Dublin have one wide out of 117
1: and so much of their 117 came from in and around the, the deal they
0: did 30, 30 shots yesterday and scored 28
1: what that is unbelievable know.
0: Now, it's
1: criminal. The 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 lack of I don't know whether it was an overall defensive issue,
0: the lack of hands-on or contact diabolical oh, like- for me, but, but in terms of that clinical edge, you're right. In the, in the biggest games, the All-Ireland quarterfinals, semi-finals, and final are gonna go down to the last five minutes. Yeah, they're all gonna be close. If yeah. you're yes. operating at 50-60 percent, you, you're probably not gonna win the game. Simple as yeah. You need to be in. 70s, mid-70s to 80s to get yeah. over the line. Um, so that was the positive thing for Dublin yesterday. Um but look, we can get on to that.
1: Yeah, but like on, on what James is saying there about the conversion rate for Monaghan, amongst a number of issues for Mead has been scoring, especially against Dublin. They had a Leinster final a couple of years ago where they had no score at half-time. And before Brian Menton got that point, it was looking like it might be like that again. They left one, two or three yeah. behind them. There were rushing shots, panicking shots. Paddy, when you're looking at me doing that, For a couple of years in a row, what are you thinking?
0: They're not good enough. Like, honestly, looked at the game and it was just like like the two most dangerous forwards were Jordan Morris and and Killian O'Sullivan. John Small picked up Killian O'Sullivan, absolutely at him. Uh, And Jordan Morris actually had a good battle with Mick Fitzsimons. He had a goal chance in the first half that looked like they needed that. He pulled it wide. He actually had two goal chances and missed both of them. Um, and then frustrated at the end that's a, that's a loss for me going into the qualifiers that he's going to be suspended I know Andy McAuley wasn't happy about how, how it panned out but it's just a lack, lack of discipline shouldn't give the referee an excuse to do that anyway but well, like, like they were totally and utterly outclassed like Brian Manta to be fair kicks three points and, and was one of the few people who brought the fight to Dublin but it was chalk and cheese there and, and what I would think a look at it go, these, these guys are nowhere near good enough to be for a of challenge and they're not and they haven't competed for Leicester Salvatore in, what, 2010 when they won it. So that's the inconvenient truth, I'm afraid. There, were, there wasn't, I, I can't think one positive aspect for me from that game yesterday.
2: Nothing. So. They've had, they've had 10 goals at Dublin since 2010 as underdogs. Like, you know, when you go in and you carry the burden of being favourites and you have to kind of do this, like they've had the chance to rip up the script and try something different, just chance something. But they've done the same thing, they've done the same thing over and over and over and over, and over again. It's like we've seen that game yesterday 20 yeah. times, you know. Mm. But like on the conversion, me had a serious issue with it at the start of the game. But like, that's that's quality, and like, kicking points is an undervalued skill for some reason, it's the most important thing in football. But it's probably one of the least trained things in football. Training is so general; it's all, you know, box games and your your kickouts and your breaking lines. But like, are we developing these kickers who can actually win you the game? Like, you'd rather nearly fifteen fellas who can't budge, who could who could swing a ball <laughs> over the black spot. It, give, give me give me six Colin Corkeries nearly at this stage than fellas who are running your own doing that. <laughs> and, and
1: and James, what's the balance there between? uh, insufficient coaching
2: and personal responsibility. You see the training, the training now is physically very demanding. So you've got your three sessions a week. You've probably got your two, the three gym sessions a week. Your rest is very valued. Are you going to go out onto the field to do a warm up, a few lighter kicks to go into your kicks? Like that is crucial. It's so important. So you 100% have to do it, but I'm talking like, that's not just free takers. That's your wing backs. Against from Connor McCarthy, McInnesby, they're wearing five and seven, and they're these players are getting the shots. They're these players are getting the shots. Yeah, they are, but they're like they're getting the shots off. Burns was getting shots, Hughes was getting shots off. So everyone has to be doing that. But it also has to be a coached element to training. It's 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 undervalued, and everyone puts it down to natural ability. There is no such thing as natural ability. No, it's a nonsense. It's, it's time and effort put into your craft yeah. and proper don't practice.
0: It us, like, but but like, in all seriousness, if you're a senior inter-county footballer and you're serious about competing in, in Division 1 and meter in Division 2 and trying to compete and win a Leinster championship, that's not the Like, I'll give an example. I don't like picking out players. Like, Ronald Jones had a shot from me, in the first half. And it was honestly, I, I looked at it and I'm sitting with OG and, and it was like, it was like he threw it up and volleyed. It was like something you'd see in any <laughs> mini leagues. Honestly, it was like the technique was just, he honestly, it, 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 he knew that that shot was not going near going over the bar.
1: There was, was a couple of panic shots. Like he, yeah,
0: It was like he had nothing else to do, so I'm just going to literally throw this up and volley it. <laughs> and it nearly went down for sideline. And I, I was just looking, there was a groan in the crowd. Like, yeah. that is not... It the crowd. But honestly, that's not good enough at that level. So don't be coming in giving out about anything else or where the game is being played or any of that nonsense. There's a responsibility playing at the top level. You have to be working on those things. And yes, training is difficult. But if you're talking about winning and being the best player you can be or competing with the likes of Dublin or Carrier or these teams, you've got to put in the hard yards. Just the the three training sessions a week is not enough. It's not good enough. You're only kidding yourself. And you'll sit and you lose by whatever it was, 13, 14 points yesterday. And you're sitting on the bus going, geez, I can't put my finger on how we lost that game. I can put my finger on a lot of reasons when you lost that game. And technically, it was chalk and cheese. That was just an example. I don't like singling out players, but it was just like, that's not acceptable at that level.
2: Well, I suppose teams are getting, when they're analysing games, they're looking at, or even when you're analysing your own performance, you're getting a GPS sheet with what you did. And not, never on that GPS sheet does it say how you turned down a shot or how you didn't make that run that you could have got a shot off because it was you on your bad game, side. Right?
0: That's so, I'll give an example. When I was playing, we play a game on a Sunday. I'd go home, if I missed the shot, I would go home and watch, freeze frame it on the Sunday game for about 20 minutes. Literally, screen by screen, thinking, was that the right shot? Why did I pull mm. that? Looking at the contact, I was obsessive about it and I was laid back. But that was just the that was my attitude toward it. And if I missed the shot, I would go out the next night, knackered, but i go out and do my kicking and i take that shot a hundred times. And people oh, you, you, like talking about, oh, you like that area on the other side of the pitch. Yeah, because I kicked there. Uh, God, thousands of footballs to do it. That's what I was looking at. Our lads doing it. I'm sure you were the same. Any forwards I've played with, the privilege of playing it, or talking with what top top forwards you'd have respect for. That's that's the attitude. Mm. I miss a shot, you're it's eating you. Why did I miss that? And I'm not accepting why I missed it. And you practice and you get better at it. I, so, uh, I, I, if you're serious about it.
1: When you look at Dublin, though, and their decision-making as well, Paddy, I think a lot of those mead shots started to be taken out of panic as well because that oh, panic sets it's in. Probably, there, no uh, option. And, the right, they, and have, they have been there, like, None of those players want to go through what they're doing against Dublin year after year in the Leinster Championship. It is embarrassing and it's, it's tough to take. Do something
0: about it. No, yeah. Do something about it. Andy McIntyre's giving it out about someone diving or all the talk about it shouldn't be in Crow Park moving out of there because that makes a difference. But that was me. Focus on your skills. It annoys me. It annoys me when teams are looking pointing a finger everywhere else but themselves. And I know Andy's not like that. I have massive respect for him. Uh, but th- that was annoying yesterday looking at me because it do- it's no good for me, obviously. No good for Dublin. It's no good for the Leicester Championship. That championship is dying in front of our eyes. Like. And Maid need to be competitive. The county they are, the tradition they have, and it's not good to see. It. So,
2: Jim pretty. Gavin always makes a good point. To- he goes, uh, in the pressure moments... And me were under serious pressure in <laughs> that first half. Every moment was a pressure moment. But he goes, you fall back to the level of your training. Yeah. Like, it's so true. You don't rise so to the engage, true.
0: you fall to the level of your training.
2: Exactly. And like, yeah, that, is, that is so true. When you're in the heat of the battle and you know you're under pressure, if you have it done on the training field, you have the hours put in, it'll come right for you if you don't you were throwing the ball up and buying it. <laughs> Do you know that is the, That's the difference? That is the difference.
0: Badness. i give an example, right? I remember Bernard Brogan was arguably one of Dublin's best ever forwards, and was at 13. 2013, he was struggling a bit because he had a bad groin injury so he couldn't go kicking. He could hardly bloody train at the time and he was, this was when he was peak, he was like mm. third year in 10, 10, a couple of all-stars he was the main man for Dublin. And he was like his game, he, was, he was off his game because he couldn't go kick Like, he couldn't, his, whatever, his groin injury, he was just trying to get out onto the pitch and he'd go and kick 40 balls twice a week separately from everyone else training and he could, I remember talking about it, he's like, it was nearly a confidence issue for him and he's the, one of the best forwards of all time just because he couldn't go out and do those things. He didn't feel he was prepared to no, because he, he came through and he was magic against Kerry and he got mad at a match in the final against Mayo. That's just his mental strength but, That's just just true. He's the best. He's the best. And he's saved that. And his eye. I'm not going out here my extra kicks. My game is going to suffer. So it's good luck for him. Yeah. Good luck for a lot of other players.
1: I I find it so interesting listening to you when you talk about this as well. It's never 70, 80 balls. It's 40 kicks. Like it's it's
0: 30, 40. You start volume them then halfway through. (laughs) Yeah. You said losing
2: concentration. 40, 30, 40 is plenty. But the thing is, say in a pressure moment in the game, right? You might be out of the game as a corner forward, as we said. You're not touching the ball that much. You're down to your seven or eight possessions. The ball lands to you and you have a chance to pull the trigger, right? You throw it over. You're in the game. You're delighted. You are, you're here. This is brilliant. Hmm. You miss that. And you're thinking... Jesus, that was my first touch in about 15 minutes. I kicked the bloody thing wide and you're kind of half looking over Well, you could be looking over the sideline going, you know, but like if your skills are on, you manage to snap that one over, you're in the game. Like that, it comes down to a bit of a moment like that for every inside forward where you have to take it. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, outside
0: of that, the dubs are back, which is great. What do we learn from Dublin? Um, kicking in training <laughs> <laughs> they're doing a bit of kicking lads Conn makes a difference like, seeing it in the flesh for a penalty for example it was like Fenton gets the ball if Conn's not playing full forward they're not kicking the ball Mick Fitzsimons hits one in it's actually yeah. just it, it Conn has felled as well just outside Dean Rock taps over the free but just gives an option where the big issue with Dublin in the spring in the National League was so pedestrian their attack it was just flat there was no outlet there was no one really showing It was just slow. Teams were, it was easy to defend against. Yesterday, there was four or five plays from Evan Comfort's kickouts where it was lightning speed. Bugler, Costello was very sharp and it was just like, that's Dublin at their best. That's what they're going to need to bring, that speed and that intensity, particularly if you start getting into later stages where you're playing against a Derry or a Donegal where they're getting bodies back. The quicker you can transition that ball up the pitch, the the more opportunities you get. That was an impressive team for Dublin yesterday. I thought their half-back line was exceptional. Like James McCarthy, lads, Jesus. What a player. Yeah. What, what way did oh. they line up, Paddy, half-back They were played centre-backs. So, so Johnny Cooper didn't start. Mm. Lorcan O'Dell came in. Well. Centre-forward. So, so it was interesting. Lorcan O'Dell played instead of Scully. So I was thinking, right? Club-made as well, isn't it? Yeah, Temple Oak. And he was very good. Very good. He scored two points, but it was his link play. Was he looked at home. He was very sharp and he allowed that kick pass. That was a a big issue for Dublin in the league that guys were dropping back. There wasn't that structure up front so he couldn't transition the ball quick even if he wanted to. He gave an outlet there. Kilkenny was back to his best, kicked five points from play. Um, But Lorcan O'Dell played at 11. uh, Brian Howard went back and played centre-half back. Was very good. Uh, James McCarthy was sensational. Mm. And John Small, S. killing or something. So
2: that was the why, why aren't they starting Cooper and Scully? Like, are they just not I don't being know. Smart, Um
0: well, I don't know. Because if, that was an, if, when he heard it was a change and, and Johnny was, was not going to be playing, they assumed it, was, it would be Scully that, that was brought in. So uh, Scully, Johnny Cooper and um, Paddy Small came on. At yeah. 50 minute mark. Three, that's three players are getting an impact off the bench from. Yes. Davey Byrne is still missing. Robbie McDade is still missing. They weren't even in the squad yesterday, so you are thinking that they could be under pressure to be back in two weeks' time for Leinster final. But if you get those guys back as well, now you're starting to talk about a little bit of depth with Dublin. And it might just be that. Like Paddy Small is energy. He is a handful. He's got to give you an impact. He's left-footed.
1: Minutes. He's left-footed too. Yeah, he offers that he's balance. Going to give
0: it 15 or 20 minutes. Johnny is going to organise a defence, particularly in a game like that, where if you're, if you're in the lead, he's going to merge self-defence. And Scully's just a brilliant transition player for Dublin. So it could just be that all the question marks with Dublin's depth and Dublin's bench. they said, look, you guys are just going to, everyone wants to start, but we need guys coming in off the bench. That was mm. a positive thing for Dublin. Um, outside of that, it's hard to read into it, lads. It was, like, it was, uh,
1: it was the, are you able to analyse that game and see all the positives that Dublin are doing and just negate the fact that Meade put up no resistance?
0: The, the, shooting, the shooting was a big thing. The efficiency with that, you can it's notice so it though. before even focusing on it. But like, there's still, like there was a spread of scores. Tom Lehiif gets a couple yeah. points, Lachlan O'Dell gets two, Macker gets two from half-back. These are not out-and-out shooters, but they work the ball into the best position and they nail the scores. Mm. And there was just a, a cohesion up front, which Khan gives you, he causes a handful, that frees up space. Costello is very sharp. Look, it's against a poor team and yeah. it's got to be a step up against Kildare. But... The questions you were asking about Dublin after being relegated, you can only go on what you've seen so far, and they've been really good. Defensively, the structure was quite good. You could see they were getting lads back, but they still will be concerned. They could see the penalty and the goal in the last kick of the game, but Jordan Morris has two other goal chances where they'd be looking at how how easy he got in, particularly in the first half. That was it was it was a, it was a very, really good kick pass in, but it was very easy for me to get that. Yeah, and if you're looking at Kildare in two weeks' time, that's with, the thing. Derek Irwin, Daniel Flynn, Jimmy Hyland. I think they, they scored 111 between them yesterday. They were sharp. That's a test for them. Remember that the National League, that defensive structure, they've won the worst defensive records in the National League. So they're going to be tested against Kildare in two weeks. But yeah. what we've seen today in their two games, they've been, they've ticked every box. They've been really, really good. Yeah,
1: they got 111 between them. And ben McCormick kicked five as well.
0: Ben McCormick was excellent for Kildare, five points.
1: Before we get into the positives with Kildare, what do Kildare need to do differently, Paddy, when they go up against Dublin?
0: I think the, like they could see the two fifteen yesterday, and Westmead were poor lads. Like Westmead, they, they, Westmead scored a goal from the throw up. Mm. Uh, Rocker O'Toole scores scores a goal literally fifteen seconds in. Third, yeah. Uh, yes, sorry, straight up the middle of the pitch, and it was it was just way too easy. Like they will be looking at that. They could see two fifteen to a Division Three team. Kildare, Kildare was has got a point in the last quarter as well. So, did they run? I wouldn't say they ran out of steam. The game was over, lads. Like, it was a three point win, but Kildare were far, far superior. Uh, Daniel Flynn was quiet enough. He only scored two points himself, but he he has moments. Again, we always say this.
1: He's a handful. target man.
0: He is a target. Like, Derek Herron scored six points in 11 shots.
1: (laughs) Oh, did he? So, okay.
0: Yeah. So he, he had a goal chance he pulled wide in the first half he had a couple of wides, but he, he was a handful. Jimmy Hyland was, was actually relatively quiet by his standards. Uh, but Ben McCormick was probably the standout player there. And uh, Feely was quiet around the middle of the pitch, but Clare didn't need to. there mm. didn't need to be outstanding to win that match yesterday. And if you look last year in the semi-final, that was the same Leicester semi-final last year. And Westmead really should have won that game. Do
1: you feel they caused them much more problems last year?
0: Last year, Westmead had two big old chances, one for John and one for James Dolan. They should have won that game. They were absolutely... I remember talking with Desi Dolan afterwards. Mm-hmm. He was fuming with Westmead. It was a big opportunity. So from there, you can see the progress they've made. We know they can score. We know they can score, and they'll ask questions at Dublin, but they will need their defensive structure to be a hell of a lot tighter, particularly if Dublin had been tied before they were in, yes.
1: James, would you be worried looking at that scoreline? Okay, so... Kildare put 222 past Lyle to score 121 at the weekend. But as Paddy said, they conceded 215.
2: Would you be worried about it or was that just the nature of that game? A bit of both. Worried is a strong word because I think they can fix it. Like even the nature of the game was a non-physical kind of standoffish kind of approach by both teams. It was a lovely game of football. Yeah, which you don't want to see in a semi-final. But like even... For a couple of the kickouts, they were being chipped out forty yards. Like the worst kickout you can give to an opposition is a forty-yard jab out the wing at pace. So he's now on your defence, and there seemed to be that that every second kickout seemed to be seemed to be that one. You know, worst case scenario, leave him chip it to the corner back and have to work it up. But like they were getting out with one kick, so that already is is allowing a lot of pressure on your defence. So. We said about Galway a couple of weeks ago. Can they come up with some sort of a defensive system because they have it up front? I think Kildare need to focus on that now over the next couple of weeks. They have to get that right because I think their firepower is going to be very dangerous for Dublin. I don't think that Dublin have as many markers as they would like. I don't think they have enough to handle the boys if they get enough ball and if they're in the game. Um, you know, if they're not, Once they're not seven or eight points down, I think that they can keep tripping.
1: So you have your four key shooters that we mentioned in Highland, Flynn, Kerwin, McCormick. Cribbin kicked an outrageous he, point yesterday. He's a long ranger, but like will play right around the middle he, third. Quite enough for them,
0: them, but he's helpful as well.
1: Will you, would you be sacrificing? So, you know, Alex Byrne has been playing 10 the last couple of games. They've had a couple of others coming in. Um, Neil Flynn is a shooter off the bench. Woodgate was starting earlier in the year. If you were there, are you sacrificing? Are you changing the system? Like, Paddy, we saw them in Newbridge. It's a very different world, a a league game in Newbridge in February or March, wherever it was when we were at it. Newbridge
0: is about a third the size of Crow Park. Yeah,
1: Newbridge doesn't count. Exactly, Newbridge doesn't count. So, like, are you changing your system? Like, what are you doing there, Paddy, if you're trying to...
0: That's the call for Glenn Ryan and those guys. Like, there's serious momentum behind them there and energy. And, like, mentally beating Dublin in February was a massive thing. We were there, Tommy. You seen the reaction. Mm. For a league game of February the reaction of the coaches the reaction of the players and the reaction of the supporters that was a massive massive win for them so to get a boost out of that Crow Park is a different story
1: we were we were there last year as well Paddy and I think you they got the feeling shot last year. but the Jacko had set them Jacko, Jacko had set them up to restrain Dublin or keep it to as low a score as possible and Flynn at two moments of magic that to- yeah. Didn't really make it a game like but
0: it, it's a hard one to I, I look, I think Dublin are going to win this game. I'd have Dublin as, as favourites. I think what we've seen from them, they've shown that they're getting back to their best. Yeah. Still hard to get an accurate read on them, but I, I just think the interesting thing is how Dublin get their matches, particularly like Davy Byrne would normally be in the full back line. Like, say, it's unlikely if he wasn't even in the squad yesterday, he'd be back in two weeks' time. So, we are looking at maybe Mick Fitzsimons picking up Daniel Flynn. Now you've got Jimmy Hyland and Derek Irwin. Uh, maybe own Merchant goes on Jimmy Hyland. That's probably a, a good match there. And then Lee Gannon, who, who's pretty inexperienced. He had a good game yesterday. Does he pick up Derek Irwin after scoring six points from play yesterday? That's a that's a challenging matchup for them.
2: Uh, I think I think Kildare looks stronger. Like on those two lines. Yeah. It's called out, like, Kildare, dangerous there. Very yeah. dangerous in those and, matches. And,
0: and the big thing, the positive thing for Dublin yesterday, why Howard was good at centre-back, is he didn't really have to market him. Bede will pull guys back. Ben McCormick scored five points from centre-forward yesterday. Yeah. He's going to have to be marked. So,
2: you, you can, yeah. I, Howard, small. Howard is small so
0: comfortable at 12. we will probably mark him and then does Howard go back up the field or does he go way wing back? It's hard to, it'll be interesting on the matchups.
2: Yeah. He's one yeah. of the best 12s in the country, Howard. I, he I, is, I, isn't he? I don't know why you, why you move him. He's too good to move. He, <laughs> yeah, like, he's it was brilliant. interesting
0: enough to go with Johnny Cooper yesterday. 12. He wasn't injured That the fact that he came on, but, Drag him back and look, Lorcan O'Dell. To be fair to him, perform. yesterday. It, it would be harsh if he didn't, if he didn't play in the final. So, like the, that's the challenge Dublin are going to have. We're getting into the stage now where forward lines you're playing better forward lines. you are. There's more. <laughs> there's definitely more of a handful with the Kildare forward line. There won't be any lads half volume the ball from that Kildare uh, forward line. So, oh. their last questions to Dublin. That's the interesting. Thing. That's I feel that's what's going to be won and lost. I think if, if Dublin can shut down those, if they win those battles in their defence, Dublin will win this game comfortably.
1: Dublin last year, when we felt like they were slightly undercooked or whatever it was, they bet Wexford by eight points. This year, they bet Wexford by 23. Yeah. They bet Mead by six points. This year, sure, whatever it was. It, it should have been 18, 19, I think it was 13 in the end. And the only best there by eight points
2: last year. If I was the Kildare management, I'd be saying to the boys, first 10 physically impose yourself on the game like no, let Dublin know that they're in a game here because against Wexford it was it was too pedestrian you know they, they could have time to settle same against me they had time to settle but if they just upset them for the first 10 they have enough quality to go on from there yeah but Dublin I are like the, they, they can there like they're athletic
0: they have guys that can get around the pitch you know so in terms of can they keep up with Dublin and Crow Park that shouldn't be a big issue for converting. they, they can keep up with them,
2: but they don't want to just run around with them like Westmead. Yeah. no like they, they they need to actually yeah. physically physically hit them James, there'll be, the there'll, be a, there'll be a big
1: Kalair crowd there like that is the exact yeah. type of team that gets the crowd behind you if you do that in the first 10 minutes. It's
2: too late in the third quarter. it's too late like if when Mead were saying oh they won the second half <laughs> uh, that that's cat. Because <laughs> <laughs> Two, <laughs> like what do you mean? Last like at the weekend, the last day. Yeah, there's oh, you know. We got, we came out. We won the second half. She was twenty points down. Dublin Dublin <laughs> performed when it mattered, when it was at its most intense. You perform then and get the get the job done. So I think that Kildare need to do that. They need to perform physically at its most intense and not let Dublin build up that lead.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay, we're going to talk more in depth about the four provincial finals next week. There's a clatter of Talchon Cup games as well. Serious with the football the following weekend. This coming weekend, we've got two games. We're going to get to them in a moment. Before we do that, when counties like Mead and Down and Cork are looking out there and they're wondering, how do we get back to where we were in the 90s or the 2010s when we had a provincial champion and two All-Ireland finalists? I know they got to look at themselves. But like, can they look at a county like Limerick and what they've done in terms of like getting the basics right, getting the conditioning right? Because Limerick look really, really well well conditioned. There's a good bond in that group. You know, Down have had their issues. A number of players have left the panel in the last couple of weeks. Um, You know, they're all three different stories kind of stretching here.
0: How long is it going to take me to get back, Paddy? Right. Like, you're taking inspiration from what Billy Lee has done what like Ed McGinley with Antrim getting them promoters getting the, just Mickey Hart doing it with Leo that's what they'd be disappointed with how he went in the championship with the back-to-back promotions what Rory Gallagher's done in Derry like Derry were in a very similar position to what they are in now they haven't won another championship match for six years yeah, and all of a sudden people are talking about the winning in All-Ireland you need the right people involved you need players to buy in, but players will buy in if, the, if there's leadership there and the coaches are there. So that's massively important for those counties. Um, there's, the, the big benefit of counties like Down, Mead, and Cork have is there's serious tradition there. There's massive tradition and history there to rely on and it can turn very quickly. It can turn very, very quickly till they're the same. They bring in four of their greatest players and look at the buzz and energy around them after mm. being a bit stale with Jacko over the last couple of years. So what Billy Lee has done, that is, that's a big story. It promoted to Division 2, they've come through, they've taken out Clare, they've taken out Tipperary, they've gone into a Munster final, deservedly so. You know, the six-point win in Sample Stadium on Saturday night, they were a far better team in the second half. a bit tight in the first half, but that's been a success story. So teams can do it. Teams can absolutely do it, and it doesn't have to take five year project and a man united job you <laughs> know it's five Jesus. years down the line it can be done quickly but it needs the right leadership in place and it needs the players to buy into that as well.
1: Yeah. How did you approach these sort of games Monster James? Like uh, what do we expect to happen when Kerry take on Limerick? is it, uh, that's kind Where of Is it, it clarity. Yeah. It's it's, anyway. it's not gonna it's not gonna be like Daryl Shea fetching
2: that forty five hundred across crossbar no three or four. Yeah, well, to save Kerry, I hope not. he did it. He did it in the replay as well, didn't he? He did it in the home game. Was that no? The first game was on in Gaelic Grounds, a draw, yeah. and the replay was on in Clarny. He caught balls he, under crossbar for both. He fetched both. That was an excellent Limerick team, but for from Kerry's point of view, it's definitely a banana skin. Like Limerick have come on so much, so much, and they're going in. They're going in with confidence. They're going down to Clarny once their final day. Huge opportunity for them to perform. But I only know from Kerry's point of view, the thing that they will have to have in the back of their mind, which will sharpen them is their own personal performance to make sure they keep their Jersey. Like as much as, as much as it's going to be about winning the game, you still need to perform yourself because you're expected to win. You don't want to be taken off there after 40 minutes. And next thing you've lost your place for the year because you haven't had the right mentality going into the master final. So those fellas are going to be sharp. They're going to want to play. Kerry have an unbelievable record in Killarney in You know, championship in Clarny. If it's a nice day, it'll be great buzz down there. But I think per- personal pride comes into it in those games. I think that's what will drive the Kerry boys on.
1: You spoke about looking at Ganey coming into that game the last day against Cork, kicking a couple of points. And it was nearly like, give me back my jersey.
2: Yeah. I just think Ganey is a special player. Like He just has the... He has the experience. He's been through everything. He's been best player in the country. He's had dips in form. He's had injuries. He's had, you know, expectation. He's had a bit of everything. So he's a player that I just think you can't leave out. And he came in the last day against Cork with his chest out, which is the way you want those fellas to be. You don't want him going in kind of thinking, "You know, am I the number one here or not? So he went in and just took that jersey back. So I expect him to perform. Uh, the next day. The best thing about him is that he provides for other players. Like he doesn't, he doesn't just hook the ball over the shoulder look and score his own scores. He gets the half forward lining on goal chances. So that does break down, break down teams. So i would be interested to see how Limerick get back bodies in front of not only Clifford, but also again because there's goals there if they don't.
1: I I don't know how many times Dublin have been one to one hundred on in a provincial final, but I'd imagine it's happened a few times. Yeah, um, maybe not that much. It probably was once or twice. They're probably that far along. Sixteen points is a spread. You know all about going into games like that. And as James said, performing more so to hold on to your jersey, hold on yeah. to your position in the team, hey. prove yourself. Is it is it a tough place to get the head right?
0: No, not not if you have the squad behind you. We, there was never an issue with relying on management or GM or anyone to give you this rousing speech or get the blood flowing or it's a, a Leinster final for us. We, we were focused on All-Irelands. Like, like, to be, to be fair, it was, it was always the motivation was the squad. But if I don't play, exactly what James is saying there. That's the beauty. That's the key that Kerry have. If Kerry didn't have a bench, then, it, then that does become an issue. Where guys start taking on shots they don't need to, or they kind of go through the motions because they know that ultimately they're going to win the game. But for us, it was always if I don't play well and do the right things, I'm gone. I'll be whipped off, and it, and it happened in a lot of these games. So lads, I remember coming on a half time in the Leicester final, we were, we were playing brutal against Westmead, and that got me in. Uh we played well in the second half, and that got me in for the rest of the season. Really? So it's yeah, yeah, it, it happens, and that's. The beauty, Jack O'Connor won't have to do a whole pile to get Kerry going here. It's literally, there's my 15, and the six forwards will be looking across at the bench going, Jesus, that's a serious bit. If I don't, I need to have my wits about me here today. So that's the beauty of the depth of the squad for Kerry. So motivation or going through the motions, I don't think that's going to be an issue. Is, what's the
1: head like when you're coming in at halftime in that game? Or even at halftime, when you know you're struggling and you know you need to get onto the team to get a chance to get a jersey for that all ireland run, is there a bit of okay? It's, it's not good that we're not we're going bad here, but I'm a little bit selfishly it's, it's, happy.
0: It's, it's an opportunity, like it's an opportunity, and that's if you get a chance, you have to take it. Like, when you're in squads that are that competitive, you know, bar you know a Clifford or O'Shea, or for us maybe a. Brogan or Connolly where they were kind of guaranteed to play everyone else it's you get an opportunity but even if it's five minutes you better go out and do the right things because if you don't there was never I was never one if I played brutal I knew I wouldn't be knocking on the door going Jim geez, what's the story here you know yourself as a player like but if you get yeah. the opportunity you just have to go out and do it have to take it um, and that drives the squad on as well like every player has to, has to have that mindset Um and you see... Uh, uh, Cl- Gainey's the perfect example against Cork. Game's over. Kerry are winning the game. Ganey comes on, does all the right things, gets two opportunities for shots, nails them, doesn't force anything, plays other lads in. That's a guy who knows... I'm getting 15, 20 minutes here. We're winning this game. It's easy to come on and go through the motions because of Paul Ganey And I've done it all before for Kerry. But he's like, I need to nail everything I do here. And that puts me in a place where... He's he's going to be touch touching goal where he will start. He could start. Yeah. He's, maybe uh, Jack says we're going to keep keep him out. Going to keep keep using him that way, but yeah. um, that's all he can do. Get the opportunity, you got a day
1: Okay, so last week we had our predictions. Paddy, to be fair to you, you had four out of five. You called Limerick, Kildare, Dublin, Derry, and then we all called Kildare in the twenties final. Yeah. James, to be fair to you
2: you got you two go out tip, of five two, two out of five right you went two. tip Jim two out of five yeah You'd You'd know. I said you tip have, you have, you I had a scalp in him if Claire beat Limerick I listened
1: back last week and you said tip <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I said soul. tip I said Derry no yeah, he
1: said Mon- Mon- you didn't you said Monaghan
2: no I said Monaghan this is your home form again yeah this home form
0: yeah yeah
2: Back yeah. McCarron You were You were speaking McCarron up For the last couple of weeks Saying oh. I went to college With him. McCarron paid you a few
0: quid like. I've never seen a forward With as much mentions Of this bloody pod like.
2: That's harsh That's because he's, he's done it That's
1: because he's done it In the last game of the league The last two years in yeah. a row
0: In the last game of the league
1: So League, league this legend is
0: cha- This is championship
1: It's harsh and Jack
2: I feel like yeah, I'm dragging he's, Jack he's down He's a serious operator McCaig McCague's yeah, he McCaig job in him was, A yeah. warrior Do you know what McCaig did I thought was brilliant he kept fouling him. That sounds funny like, but he didn't give McCarran any fluidity in the game. He broke up his game completely by fouling him. He couldn't get any bit of momentum. So he got, he, I think he got three frees maybe, but he didn't get any touches apart from that that it wasn't fouled. There was no like continuous, yellow card there for continuous fouls right leader was there? He did, he got a yellow on the end. He got a yellow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Goff called that game well, didn't he? Yeah, I right, think he ref. did all right. I don't think he got anything wrong. Great right, ref. Yeah. Um, Sure, what Dublin weren't playing, like, so he had no, no, no favour.
0: <laughs> a great friend of the Dubs. <laughs>
1: and a defender ever done that to you, pulled you out of a game like that?
2: Off the ball, maybe, you know. Yeah. It's very effective because you kind of start thinking, ref or umpire or linesman, do you not see this? Like, you have to be very focused to not get distracted by it. Yeah. And understand he's probably doing it with a Perfect. bit of fear because he knows that if, if, if he doesn't do it, maybe you've got a ball, you can slip him. But you're relying on that one moment. But I don't think McKay gave McCarran any moment. And I saw a couple of clips online as well on Twitter. I'm not sure. Was it Ray Byrne had him up maybe of Mark marking McCurry? And it was the same. It was so good. He just like hands on all the time. One on his shoulder, one on his hip running after him.
0: Yeah, horrible. Just yeah.
2: Leave you alone. Yeah, out. but it's brilliant defending. And you especially what, the way he was so much bigger than McCurry, just, it was easy was for that him. the
0: beauty of McBrearty last year in that game? 73 minutes on the clock, and McCaig has at him for the whole game. And McBriarty yeah. comes up out in the sideline and kicks the winner left foot. The whole country knew what Paddy McBriarty's going to do. And he pops up and gets slips McCaig for literally one play in the whole game. And, the game for and that's the beauty of McBerty. That's That's a player who... No disrespect to Jack McCarry, but McBurty is the real deal in all the biggest games. He comes up. And even the last day against Calvin, he's struggling, he's quiet, and he just nails a kick. And mm. that's that's going to be a fascinating battle in two weeks' time as well. That looks as well.
2: Yeah. That was the same kick. McBurty's kick against Derry was the same kick that McCurry got for Tyrone, the only kick he got. Mm. That must be McCague's weakness over that spot. <laughs> <laughs> but the you need but to the next know modern, front of that.
0: Yeah. next Michael Murphy there
1: <laughs> okay Paddy let's see if you can keep your predictions going next week when you have two games they are the yeah. preliminary round games in the southern section of the Talchon Cup
0: Offaly are getting Wexford back
1: okay so Wexford bet Offaly 115 to 112 earlier in the year in the championship
0: okay. I am surprised at that I was surprised at that
1: one we were plagued oh. with injuries
0: Paddy and I have Offley a fair idea the
1: that they're still plagued with injuries no
0: I'm giving that
2: to uh, to, to, uh, to Mahan to Mahan to Mahan didn't, didn't come out and exactly say how important the Telton Cup was to Offaly either did he? Mahan has mm-hmm. Mahan has constantly talked it up Mahan has said that they want to have a run on it but I think
1: they've just been snookered in injuries over the last month or so
0: I'm backing them to get a bounce out of that Offaly should win that game they should have won the championship like frustrated that how division 2 finished for them but yeah. um, Offaly, Offaly are going to win that one James, I'll allow you to go first.
1: Wax for Ruffley. Or Wax, we're going to do it again. Go first.
2: You not so just pick I up.
1: Before, before
2: I do, before, before <laughs> oh I do. Sorry, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. He's uh, you had
0: more than one whiskey enough. <laughs> Your eyes
2: are glad to don't. I just, so crack i say. Yeah. I just know who I want to pick and I don't want to curse them. Well, last time we all went Ruffley, they, <laughs> they were best. <laughs> No, I hey, think Offaly. I think, think I think Offaly offaly win it. I think, I think they'll we'll, win it. I think pressure's I, off them. I think that they will, they'll play well and win. I
1: think if I back Offaly of here, we're going to lose all our Offaly of listeners because they will inevitably lose with all three. I'm going to do it.
0: We're, this part is massive and awfully.
1: <sighs> wicklow. waterford wicklow Where's home. it on? Uh, wicklow home.
0: Walsh Park, I think, Jimmy. <laughs> think?
1: <laughs> the wind... Oh, that is a toughie. Like th- this is like no. Waterford are four to one here. Like that's it's way closer than that. I guarantee. You, Waterford were very close in every game in Division Four. It may not have won, did they win one?
0: Wick- Wicklow are winning that one. It's a Wicklow awfully double for me.
2: Yeah. Great right
0: yeah. day for the Leinster shelter.
2: How were they four to one? It's it is a Waterford bit. Waterford finished down the bottom of the league. Mm, it's a bit mad that are four to one though. They were very close. I'm going st- to go for the outside of there. I'm going to stick with my Munster okay. colleagues. I'm going to go at Waterford.
1: I think, I think Wicklow are going to
0: regret that.
1: I think Wicklow are going to get the job done as well.
0: Are you sure, um, you Take some time.
1: Just a couple of shout outs. We got a couple of messages in this week. Uh, all right, Tomas. Just want to say I love the Football Pod 2.0. I'm listening over here in Calgary, Alberta, in Canada, and I really enjoy oh, the show. podcast. The three of you work very well together and the banter's quality keep up the good work. I'm a member of the best GA club in Alberta and arguably Western Canada, the Calgary Chieftains GA club. We are off to Montreal next week for the Montreal Gaelic Football Tournament and I expect Paddy and James to back us to win it despite not having home advantage. We have a nice mix of second tier <laughs> counties represented here with Leash, Mead, Tip, Cork, Downer Man, Mayo, haha. If you have time, please do read us out in the podcast. And don't mind Paddy's guff about the third man in getting red cards. Mind yourselves listening at work on the tools in Southeast <laughs> Calgary. Cork for Liam McCarthy. That's coming in from Tygo O'Connor. So fair play, Tyke. And then the Aramore GA Club got in touch. Any chance of a shout out, lads, on the next podcast for the inter Island GA tournament, which is taking place on Bear Island in Cork on the 21st of May. Nine islands from Donegal, Mayo, Galway. And Cork take part for their chance of all Ireland glory. This is the first time it's taken place since 2019, where Inish won the ladies' competition and Widdy Island won the men's. Keep up the great work. I tell you, but, had to be a roadshow.
0: I, I went to the Gael fact up in Ireland more. Oh, did you? Off the west coast of Donegal. Yeah, many moons ago. 2002, that summer, World Cup was on. Fluent in Irish. Fluent in oh, Ireland. Really? Yeah.
2: I worked uh, as a. Like a full moon party over there, was it? A- <laughs> I, I worked in Inishmore I,
0: read the We're all
2: <laughs> I worked in
1: Inishmore in the Geltic for three summers and uh, I lived beside their football pitch with the O'Donnell family they are mad about their football and it's incredible like give right. the, the lads from Inishshere and Inishmore and they may have a straggler or two from Man, and they all meet up and play together to get the boat over for games sometimes they get Does the air iron playing they're doing really well like they they win the intermediate and they won a junior in Galway they're definitely competing for intermediate They've uh, did very well in the Gaelic tournaments as well.
0: So, yeah, you fair You just play read it. out two gigs there. So, so it's the island tournament, which would be a bit of crack, which we should be at, and then the <laughs> Montreal games, which would be a bit of crack, which again we should be at.
1: We should be at.
0: What's the story like? Uh, the so the well, we
1: I was under. I was on negotiations last week in New York. That's what I was doing. It was a recon trip. So, could yeah, New
2: York have a home on. game in the Telton Cup quarters? <laughs> James, you take your WhatsApp messages, because. <laughs> I did tell you um, something earlier, we oh, yeah, him, yeah. We'll follow up on it after the show.
1: I don't know why Paddy didn't yeah. get asked. I don't know why Paddy didn't get invited. We'll follow it up later on the show. We are very nearly finished here, lads. There's about three or four minutes to go here on the pod. Um, Hold
0: on. JB's getting invited over to the States.
1: Uh, I don't know where it is now. I don't know. We have to. Uh, it's, it's somebody. Yeah. I'm not his agent. I'm not his agent. I'm, right I'm, just, right I'm, I'm right passing right on a message.
0: I'm not going the Castle Bar.
1: <laughs> so. Couple of questions into the football pod Instagram page. Okay, well, Kyo, I'm going to ask this, but like you know what the lads are going to say, Con or Clifford. You can only pick one.
2: Con or Clifford? Just keep it quick. It's we're obviously going to go one. E. <laughs> like, I I would take Clifford, but I could see Con is Con is one of my favorite players as well. To be fair, but. Clifford. I the two,
0: imagine the two boys playing together, like <laughs> my lord, it will be class. If the international rule still on, is that still a thing or is that gone? That <sighs> no,
1: it'll be back. Is it? That'll be Did that... you go well on that? Do you think they'd have a connection?
0: The king and the cliff. Do you think they'd
1: find a connection?
0: Yeah, yeah, they'd work something out. The best them.
2: players always play well together. Yeah, no matter what.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh Ushi McCaffrey, thoughts on the
1: Bucks in New York getting a bye to the quarter final. What is going on with the Talchin Cup?
0: <laughs> I agree with you, man. I agree with you. We just need to give it time, try and support, it, and hopefully the teams and supporters get behind it. But it's it hasn't been a great start.
1: Um Paul Kenny's been in touch for his comment and we pretty much answered this earlier on. Patty, but I you can just give
0: comment heads coming up to me on Saturday after our rugby match, give me lip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Same what? You're always slating the Rossies. You know, you just say we're soft, we have nice forms. And I was like, yeah, you, you do.
1: See, Paddy, Paddy doesn't hide away. Paddy is, is what shrift, he is in the pod. You what?
0: I gave it short shrift.
1: Yeah, but that's what you do. So what? Yeah. So what?
0: Exactly. Um,
1: I'm hoping we're going to see a couple of Rossies in Casabar on June 2nd. Oh, we might, yeah. Yeah, we might, so we there's, might. there's word there's going to be a group of rossies landing down and uh Paddy, you can give them short drift on the night as well. Yeah, so we really looking forward to that. That is the Football Pod Roadshow. It's our first one. We're hitting the road. We will have Mayo's qualifier draw next Monday. I will be announcing our first Mayo legend next Wednesday and then later in the week I will announce our second Mayo legend on the night. So New Mayo lads you're bringing in. That's the plan. We're going to bring in so it's two it's Mayo last to handle the 2E. So that is that is the plan. So um, we might have a man marker along. We may have a bit of a sharpshooter in two. We'll see what happens. But we're going to have a brilliant night. It's in the Royal TF Theater. There's a, there's a few tickets left. You can get them on the football pod. What is it again, Paddy? How do you? You were on Matt Cooper last week plugging it, weren't you?
0: No, Matt, Matt plugged it for me. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> uh,
1: take a master, Ron, aren't they? They're on Take A Master. Search for the football yeah. pod live or go to OTBsports.com forward slash events. There
0: you
1: go. Get your tickets. We'd love to see you down there in Castle Bar. It's the week of the provincial finals. Four days later, we're in Castle Bar. That weekend is the first round of the qualifiers. So Mayo yeah. will be out that weekend. So the
0: Rossies could be coming in as kind of champions, giving it a yeah.
1: big one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Let's Paul see. Kenny's question. Has Rory Gallagher always been disanimated on the sideline? Paddy yeah. can't confirm from dealing with him before. But when he was managing other counties, I don't remember him being this much of a lunatic. Thanks, Paul from his comment.
0: No, he was, yeah. He was like that when he was playing as well, as we was saying earlier on. Um, he was a coach when he was playing and he annoyed the shit out of a lot of players. But... Uh, Where did he play? Centre forward. He's a free taker like. I think he's the highest score in the Ulster Championship ever. He scored three nine against Manahad or for Manor. Jeez! In one game, yeah. So I uh, was a class shooter, but yeah, no, he he is he's always that animated. When he was on the sideline with McGinnis, you can't really be. You can't be the coach and giving it the big one. Yes, see McGinnis is sitting there, so he's probably a bit more reserved there. But uh, no, he he is that passionate. I haven't seen a celebration like that like I said yesterday. Yeah, uh, but. Well, no, James is right. It's great to see. And uh, he's making waves and so
1: is his team. So. Um, Kate Ford says, throw me out of the qualifiers and stick them in the touch Cup. Um, Donald here. O'Connor has said, maybe try and do a Railway Cup team, lads. Could you do it one week? Um, pick a province every week. We'd lo- love the pod. Um, so we have two here on the Lee Gannon, Jordan Morrison's incident. So I'm going to read them both out. Sean Murphy says Lee Gannon should be embarrassed diving when they have the game already won. And then Ronan and Hurricane has said, What about the difference in the media reaction to Jordan Morris's crybaby reaction if the teams were switched? It was a bit of a like me got two late red cards. It was just such the first one was definitely a red. Yeah, he caught him wrong. It was like the Richie Hogan all Ireland, uh, all Ireland. Yeah. I don't think you went to do him, but he caught him in the head. You can't no, do that. Long
0: it looked bad even in real time. I don't think it was. It wasn't intentional, in no, but it was. A, yeah. it was a name. Jack
1: Flynn's a big man. Like he's he's ninety eight kg. Like he so had a you...
0: a bit of an impact when he came on, to be Yeah,
1: to him as well. Uh George Doris... Morris one uh, was it? A, like, can you really like? It's not like the Carmen slipping on the ice dive <laughs> or whatever that was. <laughs> yeah, i seen... Like he gets he gets nailed in the like Morris nails him in the chest lock. Like. Yeah, but I don't think it's a red card,
2: but like he doesn't not do. A, do you remember Adriano did that double fisted punch yeah. in the face? I like it, was just an open hand push in it the push. top of the chest. It was stupid. luck. he fair yeah, enough, it he was went down, it was right, but he could have gotten up stupid. straight away. Like, but he did, he probably got him sent off like by staying down. Yeah, it was petulant, it was petulant. Uh, it was a. It was pity. He's point. gonna
1: miss their qualifier again. That's the thing, luck, and he is. He, he is me. Sharpshooter, luck. He is. But is he
2: boy. done? It was a striking. He was done for because yeah. you might he, get overturned. Like yeah, he's he's there,
0: Kelly was on the sideline, standing literally a foot away from it. Mackenzie yeah. was standing a foot away from
1: it. Mackenzie was under it.
0: It was just. Yeah. uh It's foolish. I don't think that is gonna get overturned. So.
1: Final, final question for this week, lads. There is a couple other good ones that I want to bring up next week. We're an hour and thirty minutes into this week's pod. We're going to wrap it up here. So give me from Doff. I think his name is Dara. Who will be the last four teams left in the All Ireland Championship?
2: It depends Dara. on the qualifier draw, doesn't it? That's Dara O'Flynn. But go on, Juby. Give it. I got Kerry, Kerry, Dublin. Um, I'm going to say... Oh, it's so hard on the other side. So hard on the other side. I think that the Connacht champions will lose to the... Oh, no, the, the semi-final, yeah. Will they win that qualifier? Do you think anyone will take the qualifiers? I think someone will come through the qualifiers, yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's, like it's to too
1: strong perform. for them not to be. Ah, yeah. you've, got, you've got Mayo, you've got Tyrone, you've got Armagh, you've got... Who are the
2: but I don't think it'll be Kerry or Dublin that'll lose them. So okay. it's... There's for it's got to be a Connacht that's going to lose. There's going to be a qualifier coming in.
0: Yeah, I could see like Galway winning the Connacht championship, but maybe losing to Tyrone mm-hmm. or married. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay,
2: mm-hmm. it's, hard it's,
0: really- it's hard to pick four.
1: It's hard to pick four.
0: I go Dubs, Kerry, Donegal, and Mayo. No. I,
2: oh, I, I think Mayo yeah. I think Mayo will get it Mayo will have a say I think Mayo I think Mayo will come in like. Mayo never don't have a say <laughs> don't yeah. ever Yeah
0: But then what about Barry oh, mm. I don't know that's just,
2: It's be so one. hard to call this year
1: It's so hard to call Yeah no we know it all In like two weeks time we'll, we'll, we'll have a proper look At what's happening It's all heating up I did lie I said the last one Last one from John Soran Warmest day of the year and a pile of dairy men are wearing gloves. How raging was James O'Donnell? <laughs> it's so a joke. It was we're not going to. We're not going to open up Glovegate again. That has you been absolutely.
2: <laughs> I didn't actually know Were they wearing gloves? I, I didn't McKay know. Was he wasn't was. wearing gloves. McKinless wasn't was. wearing gloves. Who? Yeah.
0: Chris McKeag was wearing gloves.
2: Mollica. <laughs> <laughs> I, that is episode oh, 17 of the football I, pod
0: I hope the Cliff is wearing gloves now That yeah
2: so do I I'll just
0: yeah.
2: say that. <laughs> nah you won't be
1: pleasure chatting to you boys thanks for carrying me through this week and the week beforehand it's been great chatting do you have a great week
0: cheers Tommy get off the bed there though.
1: yeah I will and thanks to everyone for listening at home as always we will chat to you next Monday or Tuesday morning where we will have the qualifier draw we will have had the first weekend of the Talchon Cup we will be previewing the four provincial finals and we will have announced our special guest at the Football Pod Live, which is going to be in Castlebar on June 2nd. Go get your tickets. Jacks are back. See you later.